got it. You always do that. You have to you have to click that. You have to click got it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> got, got it. I thought it was a I do both. Yeah, I hate I'd hate that stupid robot's voice. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 78 of the Green Suitors podcast, which this week is brought to you by Bits and Bits. Yes. Nice. Well, I mean, the episode itself is not sponsored. However, they are sponsoring this month's giveaway. And not one, not two, but three lucky, lucky winners will receive a $100 gift card to bitsbits.com where you can go and purchase all the great router bits that all the influencers tell you to buy. So <laughs> if you want to enter, go to, what's that, Sedge? I know a guy with two first, uh, his first, uh, two first names for a name. And he entered Ooh. both ways. What? <laughs> he Not entered, really sure what that means. He entered. He entered as Bill Bob and Bob Bill. Bob, good. I'll make sure to delete both of them. Okay. Um, I'm like, why does that address look so familiar? Um, to enter, all you have to do is go to greensuiterspodcast.com, Go to the giveaway tab. Enter for your chance to win one entry per human. Thank you Ooh, very man. much, everybody. Ooh, I will, I will Ooh, catch man. all of you that are trying to pull a fast one. I do every month. But thank you to Bits and Bits for sponsoring this month's giveaway. Hundred dollar gift card, three people, gonna be awesome. And I'm not stalling or anything right now, guys. But I would like to go ahead and welcome any new patrons that we have. And it just so happens that I have it open right here. Okay, so. Awesome. We have two new patrons, everybody. Woo! Since the last podcast. Wow. We have Ooh. Mr. Jacob Green. Hey, he welcome aboard. New patron. Thank you, thank you. And I begrudgingly will admit that I know this next individual. A man by the name of Paul Gale. Signed Hi, Paul. up for a f- full year. Because if uh, you're listening and you don't know... We actually do now offer, we didn't before, but we do now offer, you can sign up to be a patron for the whole year and you save 10% That's so by paying convenient. all at once. You know, why would, people, why would people not do that? That's amazing. Well, the convenience sorry, of that is just unbelievable. Sorry for everybody that's already a patron. You don't get to do it. But anybody else new coming who wants to become a patron, definitely go to that. Paul Gale is a great man. I Hi, know Paul. him. He's, he's hey, one Paul. of my patrons. Said you've actually met him before. He's the English fellow. That you oh. met last year at Workbench Con. Oh, he's wicked cool. Yes. Yep. Good. Yeah. Good man. Um, but we we had our uh my Patreon uh monthly group call last night, and I guilted him in to not being a patron, and sure enough, he signed up for a full year. So, Paul, thank you so much. We always appreciate the support, even when it's from you. Thank <laughs> God. <laughs> that's a hearty welcome right there i don't yes, i don't think is. he yeah i don't even think he listens to the podcast because i gave him crap about that last night however he does like the idea of beers with the boys because oh, yeah. that is the best part of being a patron everybody beers with the boys yes. okay so we've we've done enough for the admin stuff we do have a topic tonight it's ronnie's topic so sedge and i would like to apologize in advance if said topic <laughs> is terrible um but before we talk about what we've been up to, and since we're talking about patrons, we had a recommendation 
in our uh, volley group chat, which is also something you get access to if you are a patron. They wanted to know if we're ever planning on doing a get together, a little meetup. And hmm. I'm totally slapping both of these guys in the face with this uh, question. But what do you guys think about that? Of course, I'm up for it. Sedge? As long as somebody's buying me beer, I'll go. <laughs> that That's the kicker. Hey, sponsored by Bits and Bits. <laughs> yeah. Hey, where would we have it? Indy, Lexington, where? Well, here's here's my initial thoughts. And everybody that's listening to this that thinks it would be a cool idea is probably going to get excited. The way that I look at it is Lexington or Indy are both very centrally located. Mm-hmm. Or right? Cincinnati. Cincinnati or, could be another or, option. Or Louisville. Yeah. Louisville could be an yes. option. All those are very central. Yeah. And, you know, obviously here we have the Indy Airport. Uh, Louisville's got an airport. Does Lexington have an airport? They do, but I fly out of Cincinnati mostly because it's it, it CVG is a it's it's a very it's it's a large enough airport. There's a lot of flights, a lot of direct flights coming in there. So usually when I do Lexington, How far I have two is flights from from where from your house Lexington to Cincy. Well, it's 45 minutes for me, but from Lexington, it's like an hour. But, oh, okay, yeah. so 45 minutes. That's not bad at all. Oh no, it's not. It's not. Well, so here's here's my thoughts on it. I, I love the idea. Um, I definitely think we'd have to plan it in advance. I think there's plenty of places that we could set something up, uh, much like we did for the festival uh, build off. You know, with Moontown, find a brewery. That back room was fantastic. Hmm. Um, but I don't know. I I think we should look at it. Here here's what we're gonna ask is send in your thoughts give us some ideas on you know one would you even attend and where uh, are you located where are they located yeah where are you located would you attend um some ideas things that might be kind of cool something you'd like to see something you'd like to do is this for um, everybody yeah i mean all all patrons oh patrons yeah okay well I guess that's another thing we should talk about. Like, oh. do we make this a patron exclusive event? I kind of hey, think it makes sense. Well, yeah. here's what we do. We treat it like a timeshare and we tell them if they're not, they have to sit in a hour, 20 minute uh, orientation yep. where we, we, we convince them to become patrons. It's yes. like yeah. you give a one free beer for that 120 minute orientation, which will be yeah. taught by Sedge. Yeah. And you just, you can't leave until you join. So yeah. we can open it to everyone that way. Lots of pull-ups, yeah. lots of push-ups. <laughs> yeah. Jumping jacks, squats, planks, planks. Yeah. I like, personally, I like the idea of it being a patron event because not only that might actually get some people to to become patrons if they have the opportunity to come to that. But, Mm. and we could always hide the location. So, all the, all you freeloaders out there listening to this, just kidding, but seriously, become a patron. Um, You know, they, we could, we could post it to, to Patreon. Um, I don't know. It it all it also there's a part of me that thinks it would be fun just to invite anybody a, and everybody, but I almost feel like this should be like a thank you almost to the to yeah. the patrons. And there's a part of me that wants to go see that brewery that uh Cam and Ronnie go to all the time. Yes. Country boy. Ooh, yeah. That'd be kind of fun. I think they're in six states now. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah, they distribute, they actually make they produce everything here in Georgetown. They have a tap room here on site, but they they're they're exporting right now to like six states 
That'd be cool. As far up as as far up as um the top of Ohio. I've seen their map not long ago, and then they go down to like Georgia, Tennessee. Are, are there any hotels close by? Oh yeah, we have Toyota across the street. Oh, so, way cool. So we could yeah. stay at we could stay at Toyota. Well, Toyota just results in like every type. You know, all the hotels are here. Yeah, you've got you've got from all the Holiday and Express type are here, and then just ten minutes away are the more like the Marriott and the Embassy Suites. Oh, way cool! Are right there, so it's there's a lot of hotel options. So cool. here's there's a part of me like the brewery is a cool idea, the food and all that stuff. Obviously, that gets a lot more expensive. I personally really like meetups. I know that we're not all going to want to do this because space is an issue. Although I don't think that many people would come. I definitely think we would get a good group of people that would come though, just based on our beers of the boys. Oh yeah. Um, especially if it was far enough in advance. And there's a lot of people that are relatively close by. Like I actually believe we would get a good turnout. Mm. I really love it when it's at a shop. Me too. I can usually put some shit in my pockets. Yeah. I mean, I have space. I'd be willing to host one. Ronnie, I, I, maybe at your yeah. shop we could think about. Well, I don't know if yeah. you want to do that, but we could set well, up some grills. Okay. And Matter of fact, you know what we could do? We could get Jevin to cater it. Ooh. Hey, oh, maybe if, if we do it far in advance, maybe the governor will come from England. The governor. That'd be awesome. The governor. Yeah. That's... Hello, governor. Gary, you're going to come to our meetup? That'd be great. I don't know. Give us some ideas. Let us know what you guys think that are listening to this. You can either um, send it to the Green Suiters IG. Just send a message. You can um, maybe I'll put something on the website. I don't know. Or you can email greensuiterspodcast at gmail.com. And we, we would love that. Seriously, if if you have some ideas, if you're interested in doing it, uh, we want to know both. Even if you don't have any ideas, let us know. Would you, if it's something that you would attend, if we did it sometime this summer, would you come? Because that'll give us a better idea of what mm-hmm. venue we would need to choose. Yeah. Um, I'd say yeah. either like a local brewery or even a shop. Yeah. Yeah. That, like you said, need to know the numbers and then you kind of could gauge it from that numbers, yeah. location, all that kind of stuff could come from the input we get from everybody. Mm-hmm. But we're only doing but, it if they bring beer for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. the entry fee will be, a um, case of our favorite beer. Yep. Each one of us. Oh. Each one. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But isn't that a lot more than becoming a patron for the year? Depends on what beer. Well, <laughs> so I want a yeah. case of Dacklewood. <laughs> yeah, y- yeah. You're welcome, everybody. Just so everyone knows that's listening to this, because this is always the plan. The reason why I choose Michelob Ultra is because it's inexpensive and it's more <laughs> economical to our patrons. So you're welcome, patrons. That is why I drink inexpensive, the superior light beer and not these expensive snooty IPAs that yeah, these well, two guys drink. This this Papal is red from Country Boy. Ooh. Um, the guy that's doing my grading and built Cameron's um, track, I had to buy, yeah. you know, keep him on the Bobcat the last three days, it was $67 for 12 of those. <laughs> wow. wow. That's awesome. It's um, it's an ale that's aged in bourbon barrels. It's nice. Cool. It's hey, cool. I saw that track on Cam's uh, post today. That's bad to the bone, brother. It's unbelievable. And he's he, already killing it. He's, he- he's in heaven, isn't he? 
Oh, he is. And, and uh, a funny thing, I'm getting a Pulsol sent to me that I'm doing a paid post for a Pulsol. Yeah. And I was trying to think of a reason that I would be cutting where I'd be cutting limbs. Guess what? There's a jump that he's brushing the tops of the limbs. So my post wow. is going to be about, you know, when you build your son a track and he's hitting tree limbs, use the Pulsol. Yeah. That's going to be cool. Are you going to do it? You're going to be sitting on the back while he's jumping and trying to cut it? Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing oh. unsafe about that. Oh, everyone will appreciate this today, though. I got an email from them today, and they said, hey, we saw you're a woodworker. We also, we also have a saw that comes with six blades. It's a battery saw for $59. Could we send you that instead? And you can show oh that God. as a post. <laughs> and I responded back, like, as short as possible. I said, "My the saw I use is $1,000 battery saw no one none of my followers would believe that i use that saw it would not be appropriate and she's like okay message received we'll send the <laughs> <bullet> saw <laughs> if i was to show a 59 dollar circular saw wow. that came with five or six free blades people would be like how much did you get paid to do that <laughs> wow well i guess oh, you just funny. ruined my next youtube video <laughs> <clears throat> Wow, Do you see the funny. post that Brad Rodriguez did today on Instagram of, today. of the tra uh, the circular saw drill attachment? Oh, I did <laughs> see that. I did see that. I, th I, it, did, I saw it without sound. Yeah, it was awful, <laughs> awful. Some of the things that people invent and come up with, I just don't. Uh, I do not get it. But it was literally an attachment that you like chuck up on your drill, and it's a tiny is, little. Is it? Is that for real oh. or is that April? Yeah. Oh, it's a, no, it's a real thing. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's a real thing. He was like making a cut. The cut was awful. It was terrible. And he was just like, yeah, I don't think I would ever have a need to use something like this in my shop. I, I don't know if he's like, it's part of a longer video that he's doing on YouTube of like wacky things that uh, that's, that's the impression that I got from seeing it. But I was just right. like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Great invention. I think I'm going to get one. They should. They should. Drill saw. The drill saw. Yeah. You know, I just well, thought about the other day. It's time for me to do a post on this again because it 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 angered a lot of people. It's a multi-tool blade sharpener. It works great. And the last time I did a post on it, people got so upset because they were like, "You're losing the hardening capability of the blade and everything." But all I know is that when I have a blade that's completely gone, I can stick it on this and it's sharp again. So I like it. It goes on the drill. It's pretty nice. No kidding. It That's works awesome. great. And some people are like, I can make one of those. I'm like, well, you could, but I just bought it and I'm done. <laughs> it works. Just a How stack. much was that? How much was that? You know, I need to bring it back up again and I need to do a little post and, and do a link to it, but it's basically like grinding wheels that have spacers between them. Yeah. And you just stick it on there and it, it'll, it puts new teeth on there and it works great because the multi-tool blades are so long. You can just keep doing it over and over again. So hmm. I'm a, it's time to post that again. I use that's it a cool lot. As, that's cool as heck. I like it. Because those multi-tool blades, that's the most expensive blades I think they make. And they oh, last yeah. right right behind Sawzall, like blade reciprocating saw. They just don't last very long. They get dull really fast. Yeah. yeah. Boy, I'll, I'll tell you, um, you know, disposable razor blades, shaving blades. There was a guy who came out uh, years ago and it, I saw it on the market for about a month. And it was basically a strop um, that you would take and you would hit a button and it would spin. And you would take your blade and put it on there with a little uh, honing compound. 
just mm -hmm. like right and it was like a basic brand new blade you resharpen you could resharpen your cartridges Gosh, for another awesome. month or two that went off the market so quick really because if you think about it that's where the money is oh it is you know bic gillette whoever that you I can know. only use one for like three times before it starts hurting after change they dull yeah. so fast i usually drives me crazy I, I can usually get quite a bit of time because I shave every day, every other day, uh, my head, my beard every day I have to. But, yeah. you know, they last a while with me. I use the um, the Gillette uh, five blade system. That's what I do. That. Too. Yeah, I've been using that for, forever. Yeah, I tell my wife when it's time to go to Costco and buy the new bazillion dollar pack of them. <laughs> yep, absolutely. So it's, like, it's like $70 for now yep. for a pack of I, I do crazy. It. I do it twice a year at Costco. Yeah. Yeah. That's where to, that's that's where to get them. Said you need to get on that dollar shave club. That's what I use. Way, I've way, heard, way cheaper. I've heard some people say, I, I, I've tried whenever, is that a two blade? You can get multiple different configurations. I mean, I do. It's I can't tell you. a difference in the five blade or the four blade when they're, they do work better to me, but they Mine, do mine's either four or five, but I I've used it for years and it, now I turn it off. I mean, I, I'm probably going to turn it off to like once every five months now, but I have a whole drawer like full of them because they would just show up every month and it was like 10 bucks. You get five blades. Well, I mean, it, it's, that would be it. They were great. I used Gillette for years. That's 120 a year. And like, so right now if we're doing two, I'm doing like 140 a year. So it does sound like it's cheaper. Yeah. I think I'm going to do that, man. I never All thought right, of that. It's, a right that it's just a, I'm writing yeah, that subscription down. service. I'm saving money. I, I have just, one uh, of those subscription services. It's for free. They, they give you friends. So it's the way I have friends. It's like you'd pay every month. Yeah. <laughs> I get, pay, I get <laughs> paid <laughs> weekly. Friends? No, I just friends. Very weekly. <laughs> I, I get paid weekly. Very. Club. Speaking, of, speak, speaking of that, right before the podcast, I went and get my prescriptions. Normally, you know, I take a um, uh, cholesterol breaker. I just started it last fall. Last time I got it was on my old insurance, <laughs> and I think it was forty-two ducks for both of them on my insurance. I go to the CVS today. You ready? Hundred and forty. Whoa, that's Ooh. a big difference. She goes, "Oh, one of them isn't covered on your new insurance plan." Ooh. She goes, "You know what she says?" She goes, "Do you have a coupon?" <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I get a whole I always bring full them, of them. I always bring them to the pharmacy. I have all the drugs. I watch the commercials. I, go, I know what they do. How old do I look? <laughs> God. I tell my wife all the time, can you can you imagine how annoying it would be to be a doctor and the commercials they run and they say, ask your doctor about this drug. You know they have to hate it when people come in here and go, I wanted to ask you about the this drug. <laughs> oh. It's like, yeah, oh yeah, did you go to medical school? You watched a commercial. Okay, I see. <laughs> you know what? Um, my doctor's office, he has a list of about 30 prescriptions. And he says, I have samples of these if you need any. Yeah. I'm like, what? I go, I don't want any. Yeah. I, I'm I'm gonna be See, on these for another six months, he said, and I'm done. I'm off. I told him bad? I tried these pharmaceuticals and my blood work is like spot on now. He got rid of all the cholesterol. I got it way down. But man, I'm I'm I don't want to waste money and I don't want to be on any of that crap. The bad thing is doctors are taken out to lunch and they're wined and dined by these companies and they have to push the samples and push the drug because the drug reps are, are it's, it's a vicious cycle. It's, if you found something that works, so stick with it. 
Yeah, it's called exercise and good diet. Yeah, you're right. You should not be IPAs instead of Michelob Ultra. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I feel like say uh, take, taking a pill they, seems a lot easier. They say water's good for you though, and if he likes ultra. Yeah, that's water. true too. Yeah, he knows I, how to I'm, hydrate with the ultra. I'm always very well hydrated. Speaking of hydration, I'm going to meet Mr. Don Sargood tomorrow for lunch. Oh, one way of cool. our one of our patrons who will be driving through the area, and I'll probably hydrate a little bit while I'm at lunch. So nice. looking forward to it. Nice. And then I'll hydrate a lot at Patrick and Michelle's this weekend. Holy cow. Right. Are you coming in for training? Wednesday. Yeah, I'll be up there. Wednesday 9 a.m.? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. I'll see you then. I'll be there, sir. Mm-hmm. LR32 training, sir. Yeah. I need to check it out with that old 1010. Since I won't be able to use a 1400. Thanks a lot. Ryan's making it hard on me for JLC. I don't need the LR. Throwing in those curveballs. I don't need the LR32 system. I just guess. It's usually pretty right. No, you just use your super nice CNC machine. (laughs) No, I just guess. My robot does all of it for me. No, I run the router down the rail and I just guess where to plunge. It's usually pretty, pretty close. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God, Ronnie. I just guess he says. Just where it feels right to plunge. Uh, that's where yeah, I go with. I'm really, really, really good at eyeballing it now. Yeah, just eyeball it. That's well, a comment. Uh, I did it. That's a comment that somebody would say if you show that you'll get at least one person they'll say, just guess. Yeah. I don't need those holes. <laughs> let's uh I, I use pegboard. There you go. What let's Let's talk a little bit about what we've been up to since our uh, last podcast where we talked about our workbench con experience and we're probably all still recovering at that time. I still am. <laughs> Said you you want to go first? Yep. Go ahead. So um, I you remember the woodworking shows we all went to, uh, Patrick and Michelle here in Indianapolis? Mm-hmm. I met that guy who had that really cool thing called G Smat G Shop. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, yeah. I, I call it the G Spot, and yeah. uh, <laughs> but it, it works really cool. But I met Mike Taylor from uh, Taylor Toolworks, and we were talking about a couple of things. And he goes, "Just ask me for something." So I I got that thing called the Acuber. It's a cab. You know how I use uh, for cabinet scrapers? I use a carbide. Uh, uh, rod that I've had for years and years, and he sent me this, and I did. I saw a video your post. I, I did. A, I did a video this weekend on it, and it went nuts. I, I got six thousand views in twenty four hours. I saw that. I noticed that. I uh-huh. saw it when it was at forty five hundred. Is when I watched it. So and I'm forty. I'm forty five sixteen. Thank you so much, Ronnie. And I do what uh, I can do. It went ballistic. And I'm really excited because a lot of people commented on a lot. They said a lot of nice things about it because our original video on YouTube was how to prepare and uh, put a burr on a cabinet scraper. And I have a really easy technique on doing it. This new um, burnisher I got is unbelievable. Anybody can put a burr on a scraper now. Yeah, that was good. Even me? Dude. You know what? This is Even you. I use this and it works. Yep. Have you ever used that? No, I haven't. Oh, oh, it works. You know what? I own that at one time. 
Do you? Yeah, it works. It like yep. you you stick it in the little thing and it yep it runs. It works. But I, God, I bought that years and years ago. I never yeah, me I used too. it only a couple of times. Me too. It, I see the price on it was seventy eight. I bought it at Woodcraft like probably fifteen years ago. Yeah. Yeah, but I I was really interested in that. I watched your whole thing, the whole video. It's like a it's like a brass rod that like pulls. Yep, yeah. it's got a little three sixteenths uh, carbide rod, and I got it with the the brass handles. Mm-hmm. And what's cool is I have a carbide rod, but it doesn't have grooves in it like that does. It has one at uh, five degree, ten degree, and fifteen. So instead of pulling the steel, uh, flattening the steel, and then putting a burr, uh, an angle on it. You do it all in one swipe. It looked and really it, easy. It's wicked easy. And it just, yeah. it's perfect. Yeah. So I was, I was excited that people liked the the video. I thought it was a good idea the way you did the pencil lines and showed how fast you took that off. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. I was, I was like, cause I was scraping before and I was like, Hmm, but here is what I think the best thing that happened. Somebody typed in, uh, in the comments, why do I need a cabinet? What do I what do I use a cabinet scraper for? And guess what? <laughs> I wrote it down, and that's going to be a video coming up. That's Perfect good. content. What do you use it for? And I t- I typed in a variety of uses to answer that person. Yeah. So it's it's the um, uh, it's the people who leave comments um, that really make my day, that give me great information for more stuff on YouTube. The other stuff I've been working on is, and I calc, and I uh, went through the calculation last week. I have to get up to speed for JLC and the new product roadshow I'll be on uh, quite a bit this spring, April mostly. And I've been working with the Sustainasaw, the one you see over in Europe and everything. I, I put about total of about fifteen hours of training into it, learning it, learning a digital readout. Holy crap! I can't wait to show that at JLC, man. That is amazing. I'm shipping it out tomorrow. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, and a lot of the tools. I'll forget to tell you if I don't tell you right now. Another good idea for a video would be how to sharpen a radius cabinet scraper. I so like I, the ones. Okay. So here's what's really cool about that. I did one uh, profile really? scrapers and I didn't get a lot of traction on it. So what Do I'm thinking again. of doing is taking that video out and redoing it with the AccuBur because the AccuBur will make it so much easier. Yeah, I'd be interested in that. I have some that I I don't even know how to sharpen them. I love them. They come in such handy when you're doing, like last time when I was doing a table, it was the yep. only thing I could do, the profile on the side and kind of, it was perfect. Yeah. But yeah, it's I'd hard. like to those, see that. Those are really hard to burr, but with this new burnisher, it would be just so daggone simple. Cool. Yeah. And you know what's great? You know you know what those radius scrapers are great for? Scrape and paint out of cove, uh, cove molding or the mm. cementia of a um, crown molding. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. And you can get you can get a lot of um, you know when you see the ripples, the uh, milling marks on that, mm-hmm. you can scrape those right out easy. Yeah. Yeah, they're cool. For sure. Honey, you keep saying you watch this video. Said, are you on YouTube? <laughs> Kinda. Oh, interesting. He's hitting it hard. He's hitting it hard. Dude, I love it. I love it. It's fun, man. Yeah. It's just good to see. It's really good to see on Sedge Tool uh, a hand tool video go ballistic like it did yesterday. Mm -hmm. You know, usually it's the usually it's the fest tool ones I do, or um, you know, that's usually what it is, but the hand tool ones, I've got the hand plane ones do pretty good. 
But we uh, actually, you know that, what? We need to reach out to Mike and see if he'd be interested in uh, having Taylor Toolworks sponsor one of the giveaways. That'd be kind of cool. It's a good idea. Yeah, maybe we can we see were, if they we were, give away an Acura. We were very impressed with their stuff, so that would be a great sponsor. Because mm, yeah. I don't think we want that fifty dollars circular saw with five or six free blades to be our sponsor. <laughs> Unless they pay enough, I think it's. So I we're think, like this crappy saw is the saw you need. <laughs> I think the Acupur is seventy bucks. That's it. That's not yeah. bad. I mean, I could tell it was nice. Oh, it had man, a lot. So... Of, it had a lot of machining on it. Oh yeah, and the nice brass handles. Yep, made by a company. There's three companies that make it, or collaborated mm. with it. I, I remember it's Union Carbide, but also Blackburn Tool and somebody else. Cool. It's pretty neat. Cool. Okay, that's what I've been up to. What have you been up to, Ronnie? Um, I've been preparing the shop for doing um, record door making for the basement bar area I was talking about, kitchen area. I've had the um, the carcasses and face frames sitting in front of me now for almost like three weeks. Workbench con happened. Things have happened. But next step is to make the doors. Kelly and my daughter are in Florida right now. So I always make a project when they go out of town that I surprise her with. I'm going to try to have this constructed, hopefully maybe close to installed before she gets back. But cool. But on the other side, we worked the past three days outside with a guy with a massive bobcat building a track for Cameron. Um, the original intent was also to flatten the land around my shop to give me a bigger parking area in the back. Um, and I'm going to be able to drive around my whole building with my trailer. And I've had this shop for like at least 12 years and I've always driven in the grass in certain areas with trailers and vans. And it works great when it's not raining, when it's oh. raining, sometimes it becomes a problem <laughs> and I've just lived with it. I've lived with it and it's always been something just that, you know, whatever, but I'm finally doing something where I can actually drive around. I'm going to have a, like a road around my entire shop that I can circle around with a trailer, drop it off load from either side of the building actually three points of the building i can load from it's going to raise my efficiency like huge um the guy that's doing that also used to build dirt tracks for he go all over the state and build and he rode all the way through its teenage years so he knows what he's doing and it was so fun to watch it reminds me of a cnc i was out there one and it was sunny it was like 50 degrees i was just staring at him like watching him build this and it's amazing like how fast he would, he made, he made a bank turn. That's about a hundred feet long, five feet tall. And he did it by just piling up the dirt all the way around. And then he just went at an angle and started tapering it off. It looks like it was molded on like a mold. It's perfect. It was really fun to watch. It was, it was cool. Way cool. Nice. Man. That's a pretty cool skill. That's a $75,000 Bobcat. It's crazy. I didn't realize they were that high. Wow. It's a friend of yours. Yes. Oh, that's nice. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's what that's what he does. He's a, he can. It's amazing. It makes me car sick watching him do it. I mean, he's like back forward, back forward, back forward. I have a stump that I cut down last year, and I was just planning on the stump rotting out because it's this is six acres. That I don't really. He saw it. He went over to it with the bucket, hit it three times, pop, pop the entire stump out and all of the roots, like the size of a car hood. And just popped it out and just dropped the dirt back in its place at the same time. I'm like, man, having the right tools for things yep. is the key for any job. That would have been a half day's work to try to eliminate that, you know, no matter how, what other method I use. So it was cool to watch. And Cameron was excited riding the whole time. He rode for seven hours yesterday. Oh, wow. 
So he's, he's having a big time. And that's all uh, your land and your shop. Like you're, it's not a rental or anything like you own all correct. of it. Correct. Yeah. So we have, it's six acres and we have a tree line and we have a back triangle that you don't even see. So in the summer you came in, so this track he built cannot even be seen from my shop driveway. It's just kind of hidden land in a way. So Cameron yesterday had his friend, he wanted to show his friend and his new girlfriend and his girlfriend. So they had four of them came out and Cameron can't drive yet, but you know, he has his Jeep. So he, it was kind of his first date. His, her mom dropped her off and Cameron <laughs> drove her up to the bonfire in his Jeep. <laughs> nice. And his friend just got a Jeep also. So they both have one and they, and he got his license like two days ago on Friday. So they had a little thing where he could, they could admire his track and have a little bonfire. I'm like, man, he's got a sweet setup right now. I'd he like to does. have that sweat up when I was that age, but he was really proud of it. It was, it was cool. So he's excited. That's, that is so cool, man. But that's uh, the, my uh, woodworking. What I'm up to will be more starting tomorrow. I'm going to try to knock out some doors. Um, I'm going to do um, half inch overlay doors because of what we talked about. I need to knock them out and I'm going to do mitered, make some kind of fancy trim. Kind. I'm going to do mitered with like half inch panels in between them where I can just knock them out really fast. Mm -hmm. That's my plan. Because last time I used the um, rails and styles and did that, and it, it, it took me too long. I like I spent probably ten hours on the doors last session. I did. I don't want it to be that long. So no. I'm gonna try to knock it out. Because just like we've talked about, most people don't appreciate inset doors, including my wife. So I'm like, I'm doing overlay on this, especially when it's going to have a countertop. Because when it's oh. going to have a countertop, the overlay is going to be lined up with the front of the countertop anyway. So you don't get the value as much of the inset. And I'm going to do walnut for the top. That's going to be like the pal Pazal feature. It's just going to be painted cabinets. So this should go in pretty fast. Cool. So I'll try to get, I'll try to get footage of it. I'm really bad about that. I feel like yeah. it slows me down and yeah. I just go to town and I'm like, wow, this would be good footage. And I just keep on going, but I'll, I'll try to get some footage of it. And I've been trying to do a little bit more stories lately too, just for our followers who watch. Like I knew I was talking about the tree that I cut down. I did a story about it. I saw you both saw it. You know, I just trying to show some of the things I talk about, if nothing else, just cool. try to show the things that I'm going to be talking about on the podcast. When you cool. install that, if it's being painted or do, will you install it first and paint it in place? I will paint it in the shop. So really? what I've done, the top unit is actually three cabinets and they're already attached together with one unified face frame. I made it an inch larger on each side. I'm going to template the wall, make just a quick CA glue template, put it on the front of it without doors cut it on both sides with a track saw and actually set it into place. Nice. Cause I've, I've overlaid the face frame enough that I can cut it and it's going to just go up and hang like a picture, you know, just get it right in there. I got to cut the crown molding out and just slide it into place. So I definitely will get some shots of it because it, it'll be good. Probably good footage for people to see how I do it. I'm debating cool. that right now is just installing all the cabinets, getting everything in place and then just taking the time to mask everything and spray it in the room. I I see advantages to I think I like to do it in the shop just because I don't have to worry about the prep. And if you're going to have to, I mean, you're going to use the track saw at the most described like a face frame or something. I don't think you're really going to. Well, I'm using filler strips. I'm not even using face. Frame. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have filler strips, but it's like, what is really the advantage? Cause you're not going to, it's not like you're going to have, you're not going to have any gaps between your cabinets. So you, why you just might as well just spray them in the shop. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Because I got to paint the wall behind it, too. It's all going to be the same color. So uh, I'm thinking about just putting everything in place 
masking everything off, spraying it, pulling everything, and then it like putting the doors on. But I'm gonna have to spray the doors and the drawer fronts separately, obviously. You know, because they're gonna be the walls are gonna be the same sheen as the cabinets. The back wall, the wall that they're going on is gonna be the exact uh, same. So it'll appear as like it's part of the cabinets in a way. Correct. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Well, in that case, I would say that would be good to spray it in place. I'd probably just if not. If not, you might get a different sheen when you, like, say you rolled the wall and you sprayed the cabinet, the paint will look different. Yeah. I'm thinking about using the airless for this, possibly. I might use the Fuji, but the airless is just so freaking easy to use. Which mm -hmm. one? Which airless? Braco. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm going to have to get one of those because I, they the Fuji's awesome, but that Graco has a place. I mean, it absolutely does. I, I just... yeah. For that much paint, you know, the wall and the 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 built-in unit together, to me, I just feel like it makes more sense. The only problem is, though, is that, you, you know, spraying with something like that, you do want to back roll it. So, like, do you know, I guess I could just back roll the whole thing. Have a little two-inch roller. Yeah, two, just like back roll the cap. For the it's not a lot. So, here's the funny thing. It's really only the upper that I have to worry. Now that I'm look, thinking about it, I may actually just spray the doors and the drawer fronts because the only thing I'm painting on the lower cabinets across is the edge banding. That's it. I can take a tiny little roller and just roll yeah. that and not get any drips anywhere because yeah, the insides of the cabinets are, are pre-finished birch. So I don't, I, and I want it to remain that light color. Right. Um. So yeah, I, yeah, I might just actually, I might just spray the doors and the door fronts in the shop and just roll the wall and roll the upper cabinet. There's only That's one upper cabinet. On. That's what I plan on doing in our kitchen. I'm taking all the doors off, bringing them out to the shop, spraying them, and then I'm going to roll the face frames. Yeah. I'll be doing Maybe that. Maybe I'll do that. Pretty soon. Save me a lot of time. Yeah. Because doors take forever to paint. If you can spray mm -hmm. those things, oh, it's so nice. Yeah. It's cheating. Cool. What have you been up to, Jason? Well, I early last week, I finished all the lower boxes for the built-in. They're all sitting right next to me right now. Um, today, I started clearing out that room, ripping out that upper crown molding sedge, you know, that I have that weird yep. in those two rooms. Yep. I ripped that out. I started filling it with some mud just to kind of even out the, the break where it's been painted all those years. Mm -hmm. um, so... I put one coat on today. I'll probably put another coat on tomorrow and kind of feather it out. And then I'm just going to go back and sand it. It doesn't need to be perfect. I mean, it actually turned out pretty good with, even with the first coat. I hate doing that. God, I hate doing anything drywall and mud related. Um, and then I'm going to repaint the ceiling. I'm going to repaint the upper parts of the wall where the stuff was just to get it all nice and neat. And then I was going to come out here today and start building the toe kick for all the cabinets so I could get it in place, mark it, and then cut that flooring out. Cause I'm, I'm going to cut the flooring out and actually attach it directly to the subfloor. Um, but you know, there's this thing that happened last Friday. Oh yeah. I got a vasectomy. So I, I haven't really felt like doing much. And today, um, I didn't do much of anything the last three days. And then today I was like, well, I need to start doing something. You know, it's one of my full days that I can work. So I started messing around in the, in the office after I realized like, well, I need to get all the office stuff done before I actually get the cabinets in there. 
So I changed my focus to that. And then I was just kind of like, man, I, I probably don't need to be moving around this much. <laughs> it's early. So I, I was taking breaks and stuff. Um, so hopefully tomorrow is a little bit better, but tomorrow my plan, I need to move an electrical outlet, Ronnie. I know we talked about this earlier. I need to move an outlet and I'm going to run the wires up the wall and cut an opening for where we're going to put the light. Um, and so Ronnie, what I ended up deciding to do is I'm going to leave the existing outlets in place. The one that's on the left will actually still be accessible because the cabinet that's going there is one of the, uh, the ones without the backs, the ones with the drawers. So if I ever needed to get to it, it's not blocked. Right. And then the one on the right, it's too far over. So I did, I'm just like, well, instead of moving it, I'm going to put it in and use one of the extenders and just cut it into the back of the cabinet. But the one on the left, I'm actually going to move over. I'm going to cut out a section of the drywall and I'm going to move it over to about the center of the wall. And then I'm going to bring it up to about 40 inches high. So it'll sit about four inches above the, the countertop surface uh, for the built-in. And then I'm going to run a switch next to it. And then I'm going to run that light on a switch because we don't have any switches or anything in there. And that was the deal breaker for me because I liked the idea of doing a pop-up outlet. Yeah. But either way, I still need to run wires to a switch and from one of those outlets. Point. Yeah, if you're yeah. going to switch there, you might as well. And we we were thinking about doing like a you know smart light bulb that you can operate with a your phone. But I don't want to like pull my phone yeah. out every time I want to turn the stupid bulb on. So and, we're just going to install and a switch. And that's sometimes what we'll those use. change random colors for no reason. You'll come in and it'll be it'll be red. Yeah. So that's not. <laughs> so we're gonna. We're going to do that and I'll hope I'm hoping that tomorrow I can get a little bit more done. Obviously I'm going out of town again this weekend and next weekend. And so I'm not stressing about it though. There's, I literally have zero time constraints on this project, but I want to make sure I'm doing it right. So I'm just going to stop stressing about not getting the stuff done that I want to get done. Uh, but it would be nice to at least have everything in place by the end of the month and ready to start finishing it because um, I've got a phone call with Hartzell next week and we're going to finalize the conference tables that I'm going to build for them. So I need to get, need to get this project done so I can work on that. That shouldn't, that shouldn't take too long. They're basically like the dining room table that I built, but with some pop-up outlets. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I've you? been up to. Can I ask you one more question about the, uh, are you going to have, I saw the drawing, but are you going to have a cabinet over the counter in that office area? Is there going to be a wall cabinet over it? There's going to be a, a stand-up cabinet that'll go all the way to the ceiling. Well, close to the ceiling. And then I'll put some, you know, trim around but the is top. The, to... Is the counter going to go under the, the mm -hmm. cabinet above it? Have yeah. you thought about putting the outlet and switch under the cabinet above it where you can't see it? I'm not worried about, the visibility of the switch because the switch one we're the the wall that we're painting it's going to be like a black color so we're actually I'm actually going to get like some matte black plates oh that's um, good okay forget it <laughs> but that's in good. front of that in front of the outlet itself will actually be a printer so the printer is actually going to cover that the outlet itself so you you won't really see it and obviously I want the switch to be um, accessible um, I thought why aren't you putting the printer in the cabinet below where you have an outlet. Well, I don't have an outlet in that cabinet. Well, I guess you I do have the left-hand right. side. No, on the right-hand side. To, you don't have to have it out. It could be in there and you don't even see no. it. 
that that'll just okay. be that's one too many obstacles for me getting my paper coming off the printer. I have to open a door now to take I don't a piece print of paper. that much. I'm lazy. Do you print a lot? I don't. Are you gonna <clears throat> are you gonna paint uh, while you're painting the uh, back wall? Are you gonna paint the new uh, glass wall too? Yeah, I should. I would paint. Yeah, that. we're gonna paint yeah. it. We don't. We don't like the look of glass, so we're gonna paint it black. Nice. I think it makes a lot of sense. You need to make sure you do a video on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will. No, they finally came back out. That's another thing that happened. They came back out and uh, replaced the left door, and then uh, adjusted it so now it you know it doesn't clip or anything, and it fits great, works great, looks awesome. Cool. Good. Looks really Good. cool. That's and we got the landscaping done, but. It's already six twenty, so let's let's jump into the topic. Wow. <laughs> hey, I just yeah. I just want to I want to point out that the sun the sun has came out for the first time in two days. So excited nice. to see the sun. That is so. so it's it's looked like morning for the past two days. Just looked like first thing in the morning all the way till night. So I'm glad to see the sun. That <laughs> Ronnie, was my moment. That was my moment of deep thoughts. What okay. is what's your topic for tonight? Okay, so my topic for tonight is what is your policy for loaning out tools? And I feel like it's not a simple one. Mm. I have variables. I have a sliding chart. I have graph charts. So I, was I'll, I'll go. I actually am curious of what you all will say. I'm curious. I'll go first. Um, I surprisingly have not really loaned a lot of tools out except to this one guy that I know uh, who works at festival, but always wants to borrow my festival tools. Um, is he, is he in the chat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I borrowed the damn Contoro. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I have one now. So Sega's, he only, he only, he only loads out his most expensive tools. <laughs> yeah. Honestly said, just pretty much one of the only people that I've really ever loaned tools to. I, I don't really get asked very often. I will get asked. I wonder if it's a thing that has to do with like the tools that I use and why people are more hesitant to ask to borrow them because of what they are. Um, Cause I've had that happen a lot. Hey, they don't ever ask to borrow the tool. Like, Hey, do you think I can stop by and we can do X? Hey, do you think I can stop by and we can do this? So I don't know if they're almost like, it's just an assumption that my answer is going to be no. If somebody was to ask me to borrow the domino, um, that's one thing that I've always noticed about it. For me, honestly, if I know the person really well and they're a good friend of mine and they need to borrow something, like more than likely I'm going to let them borrow it. If some rando just writes me a message that I've never met before on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube and is like, hey, I live in the area. Can is there any chance I can borrow your contour? I'd be like, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so for me, I don't look at it very very closely if somebody needs to borrow something and i don't have a need for it then and it's somebody i know that's the biggest part you know yeah by all means because if it's somebody that i truly know i know that in the event that they were to break something that they would that they would be able to make it right hmm. sedge ronnie when you posed that question <laughs> i was excited because <clears throat> That's a tough one. And I have been burned so many times. So if I borrow a tool, it's going back in the condition better than yeah. when I borrowed it. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's called common decency. And at a decent time. 
Okay. So I, I'll tell you a quick one. I borrowed a Bosch um, chip and hammer once just to knock out a small half bath tile. Okay. And I brought it back the next, I brought it back two days later to the guy. And uh, he said, Hey, thanks, man. And I go, no, thank you. I really appreciate it. He didn't know I had cleaned up his tool inside there perfectly. Cause it, when I got it, it was destroyed. Um, about two weeks later, he comes up to me, goes, dude, you ever returned a tool better in better condition than when I loaned it to you? I'll kill you. Jokingly. He was so, <laughs> he was so impressed, but I cleaned it for him. I made sure because, Hey boy, he saved me a ton of time. I've loaned out tools and I've gotten them back and they're destroyed. I have been spanked so many times to the point where the answer is no. Uh, I do not loan out tools. Uh, Jason, you borrowed my cordless caulking gun. No worries. You're one of my best friends. I'll loan you a tool anytime because I know if you mess it up, you're getting me another one. Right? Well, yeah. yeah. You know, it's yeah, true. It's, yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm going to do that. It's, it's a Ryobi caulking gun. Same yeah. thing. <laughs> no, well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I, I, this is a, this is kind of a topic that is so, it just gets my craw up sometimes because you ever go over to somebody's house, a buddy's house, and you look and you go, huh, you forgot he borrowed that tool, but it, he, it's there. And guess where it is? It's, it's outside rusting. Oh, yeah. That's terrible. Okay. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to get that back to you. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to get that. And it, it, that was six months ago. Mm-hmm. You ever go and loan a tool out to somebody and you go and you need it? And you go, where the hell is who, that? And you go, oh, yeah, it? I loaned it to them. And you go over there and he goes, oh, I loaned it to a guy the other day. Ooh, there's, that's the worst. There's a video about that I saw once. It was so realistic. It's hilarious, but it's true. And the guy's going around town. He was like, hey, buddy, you got my so-and-so? And the guy just kept going, oh, I gave it to Larry. He's like, oh, okay. They were talking about what it's like to loan tools in a small town. And it, he kept going along the line. It was hilarious. It, <laughs> It's crazy. It's not funny when it's you. It's not funny. No, <laughs> it's 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 crazy though that people go, oh yeah, I I forgot I borrowed that, and so the answer is most likely no, you can't borrow that. And then I can sense when someone's a freeloader, and I cannot stand a freeloader, dude, because they're always saying, hey, do you think I could borrow that for the? Yeah, uh, no, go get yourself one. Man, you well just I can now- see. I can see where it would become an issue. I can see where it would become an issue if you start to find somebody that like is local. Like Sedge, let's say that, you know, every weekend I was like, hey, Sedge, can I borrow your your domino this weekend? And then I give it back to you like a couple days later. And then the next weekend it's like, hey, you think I can borrow that domino again? And that goes on for like week after week after week after week. It's like, dude, just go buy one. You know what I mean? How about that's how about, okay, let's talk about work. I have loaned out stuff to VPs and have never gotten it back. Gosh. Really? Oh, they, two or three of them. They're they're no longer at Festool. There was one time I loaned something out to somebody. He came back. He put it in my training room. And it was destroyed. Okay. I don't think he used paper on the sander. And oh, he tried to sneak to it that? back in. So I opened up during the training. It was totally torn up we've loaned out tools brent loaned out a tool one time a domino xl to a guy up in finance and he said oh after about six weeks oh you want that back 
<laughs> wow. A freaking Domino XL. And he goes, oh, just need it for the weekend. It's, it's, it's like, wow. So there's only just a few people in that Festool building that need to borrow something. We have loaner tools out in the warehouse, but if somebody wants to borrow something, nah, I don't, I can't, I need it for class. On, I don't teach classes anymore. I need it for a project uh, coming up hey, on Monday. You do it. You do video class now. Yep. And I'm going to, yep. I'm going to tell you, there's uh, a few guys there that whatever they want, they can borrow any time. You know, you know, Chris Burge out on the warehouse, Jace. Mm -hmm. That kid's awesome. He's he's got a ton of his own festival, but every once in a while, like if he wants to borrow a Contoro for the weekend, yeah, take the Contoro, dude. Just and he knows it has to be there back there Monday morning, eight AM. And it's in good condition. Yeah. So boy, you struck a nerve when you gave me that topic today, well, Ronnie. You can tell I can tell you? you hit every you hit every every area of what I've dealt with. You've oh. hit it all. Oh. It's every one of them. And you also hit, you know. I talked to my wife. She's in Florida still today. And I told her, I was like, Hey, I said, the topic just came to me. And she's like, you need to be careful. of not look, you don't want people not to like you. If you come off across this, like you don't ever loan tools. Well, and I was like, it's a sliding scale. Hey, it depends on the situation. You look, know, look at the three of us. We're all nice guys. We're all nice people. I think so. But boy, when people take advantage of that. Yes. Ooh, so the, that gets the, my craw up. So the freeloader section that you talked about, I can spot that from a mile away now. I can yep. spot it from a mile away, and I do not participate in the freeloader. Um, nope. I had a guy ask me once if he could borrow. He had land that was like an hour away. He needed to get his tractor down there to mow it. And he was like, can I use it for the weekend? I know you use it for work. Can I use it for the weekend? And I was like, sure, you can You can use it for a weekend and go, take it down there. He was in a tough spot. He, I see him on the weekend. I see him on Sunday and he's like, man, I didn't get all the mowing done down there. I had to leave it down there. He's like, I couldn't get it down my gravel driveway. So I have it parked out on the road. And this is a $4,000 trailer parked out on the road in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, do you understand like theft? No lock on it at all. He had to call his brother. He's like, maybe you should move the trailer or take it to your house. Then after I got it back, I was like, never again. He asked me the next, like two weeks later, he's like, Hey man, I'm gonna need your trailer again. I go, got to go back down there and mow. I was like, all right, you mean you think you're going to use my trailer for the entire summer while you mow? And I was just like, you give people an inch and they take a mile. Yep. So yeah. that, that kind of thing, it's like, it's not worth it because I don't want my trailer pulled two hours every other weekend down somewhere, you know, crazy. Um, the other one that I don't like is when people ask you, like if it's a neighbor and they say, Hey man, uh, can I use your leaf rake? I'm like, you know what? I tell people now, I'm like, if you're going to be a homeowner, you're going to need a rake. You need to go get one. <laughs> you know, it's like, you're not going to, every time the leaves fall, am I going to store the rake all year? And then you're just going to come and get mine. Cause I don't get that lecture from anybody. So why should anybody else? <laughs> that really touches a nerve with me. It's like that any kind of, it's, it's that mentality of why would I buy it when this person has it? Right. Right. Any basic tool that a homeowner should have, I really have problems loaning it out. Because mm -hmm. generally, mine's a lot nicer than theirs will be. I'll have a $100 hammer, and they're asking for a hammer, and they're going to do whatever with it, you know? So I, I really struggle with that. But I was at one time, I had to get burned, like Sedge said, many, many times to realize I cannot do this, especially when it's what I do for a living. Mm -hmm. And I can't start a week and not have it, because I'll end up going by another one because it's not worth even trying to get it from the other person because I'm doing a job. Um, yeah. I've also had... Several people, this is so interesting, three different times I can think of 
I've had the wives send me a message and say, Hey, my husband really wants to make this project. Can he come build something in your shop? Oh, like for the weekend. And there's so many things to me that are wrong with that. Like insurance wise, that's mm -hmm. my reasoning. I always say insurance, but I don't feel good about somebody coming in here and using my shop and my tools and possibly getting hurt or mess. It's just, there's too many things wrong with that. When, and when I hear ahead. that, Ronnie, it's they want to come work on their cell phone and watch you do it for them. Yeah. Yeah. It, there's just too many things wrong with it. It's if I had, if I had a team of guys out working and I was just looking for, you know, something to pass the time. Yeah. That'd be great. But I, I need to make money in my shop and it don't, I don't make things by having somebody come and doing a, using yeah. all of my tools to do a project. We, and that's where my wife was like, you need to make sure you don't come across as being mean. I'm like, I'm not being mean. I'm just being, I'm saving conflict from happening yeah. because of all the things you were talking about. And mm -hmm. it's better just to say, no, yes. I, just, I can't loan it out. I, I sleep well at night. I don't want to have to worry about my tools somewhere else in the hands of a Yahoo. Right. That now, doesn't do respect them like I do. Right. And now I do have an exception to that. I was thinking it's not just a 100%. I have a friend who has a metal fab shop. He has 30 employees. He has welders. He has a plasma CNC machine. He has everything that I do not. It has worked out so nicely. I've known mm -hmm. him forever. We actually use each other's skills and tools to get things done. He understands yes. in the metal steel world, everything is as valuable to him as it is to me in the woodworking world. And it really works nicely because we get to, you know, if I need something cut out, I send him the drawing. He cuts it out of on his plasma CNC on, and I can do the same for him with wood. Mm -hmm. He has a houseboat. I cut his hatch, or if he wants to use a tool, I totally know that he's going to replace, fix it, mm -hmm. whatever. And he understands how nice tools are. That's where I make the exception. He is not a freeloader. He's just nope. invested in a whole different industry. Same. And Same. it doesn't make, it doesn't make sense for him to buy a track saw because most of the time I'm going to be one doing it anyway yep. for him. So that would be an exception to me. Somebody I think is if it's mutually beneficial yes. to both parties. Yep. Yes. Same. But there's That's, people, there's people, Ronnie, that don't have a flooring nailer. And they go, can I borrow your flooring nail? I go, absolutely. And then I go, you know what I'll do? I'll say, do you need some help? And they go, yes. yes. So I go and help them. But the sweat equity is with him and me. You know, the two front rooms of Rick's house, uh, Jason, mm -hmm. him and I knocked it out with Melinda, his wife, and they put in a lot of sweat equity. So I don't mind going and doing that stuff and loaning out stuff to people because I know they really are appreciative Yes. And I'm glad and you said that. They're very sincere. I've I've talked about um my friend Jackie across the street many times. Mm -hmm. and I think she may eventually has listened to this podcast because she follows me pretty closely. But Tell her to become I a love I love I will. Oh, I'm working on it. I love her enthusiasm. She is more handy than most guys. She wants to do mm -hmm. everything herself. She, it pains her to ask me because she knows I'm busy. She doesn't want to ever ask me for help. She tries to just find out how to do it. I'm like, Jackie, you could do that, but you're, you need this tool. You need this. I love to take it over. A lot of times Cameron does it. He takes it over there. He shows her what to do. I love to help her out. So that would be an exception. She does not want to have to ask me. And I love to be able to help her and show her like a tool that does it faster. Mm -hmm. um, like I cut, she's the one that I showed the, that I cut the track saw. She installed all the treks on the entire deck. And then I came over there and cut that one cut so that she could do the border. And she did most of it herself. But <laughs> I enjoy that, helping someone out that truly wants to learn. And they're not just freeloading. 
Hey, I enjoy that. You want to you want to hear a good one about a, a freeloader? The one guy who returned that sander I told you about. Okay, over the weekend, he was borrowing stuff, and he goes, "Hey, I'm going to need this. I'll just." I mean, and he goes, "I'm taking this." I go, "Okay, can you stand there?" And he goes, "What?" And I would whip out my iPhone and take a picture. I just want to make sure for my memory where it's actually going. That's Ooh, a good idea. Did that piss him off? It took That's two times idea. of me taking pictures of him hoisting stuff out of there. That's a good idea. Yep. Take a picture. A really hey, idea. I and you put it off on yourself. I got to remember who's taking it. Right. From the training room. Right. Oh, I oh I've been bitten so many times. And it just and I I don't want to be a sour person because of it. So I just I put it off on me and say, hey, no, I need that. You can't take yeah. that. And then that's true too. I do need it. I can't not know where it is or not have it with either in the shop or the van. That's, you know, or I'm going to be out somewhere and then realize I don't have it. And sometimes that's really bad when you're 30 minutes from the closest place to get another one. So it just, yeah. it's just not worth the effort, but there are exceptions. And I think when I ask that as a topic, I was curious what your all's thoughts were. I mean, some people say absolutely not never. And I don't really say that, but it's, it's a sliding scale on what it is. Do I have duplicates of it? I've, I mean, I've just never, I've never really had it. I mean, if Sedge asked me to borrow something, like it's not even a question. It's same. Well, I, I mean, you know what I mean? But same. you and Sedge both have the exact same appreciation and level mm -hmm. for tools. You're not going mm -hmm. to, I mean, if you all live close, I would not think twice about letting either one of you take the Contour mm -hmm. or anything like yeah, that. It's sure. different, but you got to remember in our world, I'm sure the same as you, most people in your neighborhood are not as handy as you and do not have as many mm -hmm. tools as you do almost always like I don't it would almost scare me if I saw a homeowner that had as much as tools as I did because they don't mm. usually do it for a living you know right but oh my but god if it's somebody that's kind of more matched as far as what they're doing I think there's not a fear factor they understand how important it is you get it back they understand they need to take oh. care of it all those factors and then and then it's something as simple like Andrea next door what a sweetheart and uh she goes, she goes, Brian, can you cut this piece of wood for me? Uh, she goes, I'll replace it. And it's a piece of PT that I just had to cut, make one cut. She goes, you know, with your saw thingy. That's my yeah. same thing. And then you go and you throw a couple of screws with an impact over there. It's like parting the red yes. sea. I love doing that. Those easy little me tasks. Too. That, yeah. Me too. She has I, a DeWalt miter saw that has the original blade on it. And it's probably yeah. five years old. And she's cut everything you can ever imagine with it from plastics. Aluminum. But, I'm always like, let me use my HKC saw. And I take it over there and I just cut it and just, it's so much easier. I mean, <laughs> she, but, but she's always there for us with her children. Yes. And when uh, Capex passed away, she, she, she was there and she yes. helped Marianne load her into the uh, car. She's always there for us. So I, anything she would ever ask, I would be there to uh, fix for her in the house. That's another good point. It's not always, they don't always have the tools and the knowledge, but they always sometimes provide other value. Yes. Like, you know, Jackie is our, if we can't get home to the dog, pick yes. up the kids, everything. She's been our neighbor for you know, 18 years and she's yep. always taking care of everything. So I love to be able to help her out on things and it works both ways. That's important. I had a neighbor, they wanted to, he'd always go, here you go. Hey, uh, do you have this? Can I, one time he goes, Hey, uh, I ran out of gasoline. Do you get uh, a couple of gallons for me for my lawnmower? I go, why don't you go get some down at the store? That's what I would do. Yeah. Do you, I just don't want to go to the gas station right now. 
what if, okay, so one time, this was the Baida. He comes over, and of course, his wife had sent him over. He goes, hey, um, do you have any bacon? <laughs> I go, what? Maya's right down the street. He goes, yeah, we need it for a recipe. We don't want to go to Maya. <laughs> I, I go, no, I got like three or four slices that I need for breakfast in the morning. And he went, oh. And he walked away like, I'm going to give him food? Yeah, That's a freeloader. You got to watch the warning signs. You know, really? I had a, when I first moved in the neighborhood, um, this would be like, this would be like 18, maybe 17 years ago. I had a neighbor four down and he would come down. He's like, you know what? This weekend, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to replace the flooring so-and-so. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. He's like, I'm going to need to borrow some things from you. Like maybe your miter saw, like a couple, he started naming things off. And at the time I was, I mean, I was a lot younger too. And I was scared to say no. And I was terrified. And I was a member of a, a forum. I just thought about this. I hadn't even thought about it. Um, <laughs> it was like a Woodweb. I think Woodweb is a forum. Yep. Yeah. So Good I forum. Posted, I posted out there. At the time, didn't really think about it. I was like, hey, what do you do when you have a neighbor that keeps borrowing tools or whatever? Didn't think anything of it. People were giving some good advice. Years down the road, I Google something. It comes up. It still comes up on the forum. If you like Google my name, it will really? come, luckily, I have a lot of new things that push it out. But it will still come up that says, I have a neighbor that's driving me crazy asking for tools. You don't think about sometimes when you're posting something on a forum, it's searchable from Google. Yep. And it will bring you up as your name. And oh, I was like, cool. this is going to be out there forever. But yep. then I thought, why do I care? If he sees it, oh, well, it was bothering me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that wood web is a killer forum. Yeah. I used to be out there all the time. And mm. I, I've, I've actually almost forgotten about it. Yeah, I have not been on there for a long time. I, that used to be my my social media. That, that used to be my go-to if Mikey and I had a, a situation where we were trying to figure something out and we were kind of at odds on something. I would go to yeah. WoodWeb, type it in. The archive is oh, phenomenal. It's huge. Yeah, it and is. It's, I'm going to have to go out and check that out again. I haven't been there forever. Hey, Ronnie, you know the best part about WoodWeb? It's because you're a professional. I'm a professional, right? And people know that. But if you're a non-professional on there and you post something, holy shit. Oh, yeah. Like, I the, see, they the best what is The best one is that, like, what should I charge for this? Oh, oh. <laughs> Boy, do they so flame mad. people, yes. don't they? Woo. Just what should I do in a price check? What should I charge for this? I'm in Alabama. <laughs> you're like, you can't answer that question. It's so many variables. Oh. <laughs> But the That's thing funny. is, is some of these guys are ruthless what they write back. Oh, yeah. There's no censors. Oh, yeah. I love that it. That was the Wild West. Yeah. That's funny. It's still pretty the Wild West. I was out there. We did a show. What were your favorite um, a podcast? The Green Suiters. One topic was what What are your favorite uh, uh, web uh, places where you get your information? And I mentioned WoodWeb. And I had gone on there. This is about last year. I think we did it. And I couldn't believe some of the flaming that's still going on there. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Go back out there. I mean, I, I used to be when I was sitting at work, my corporate job, I would just be on top of that. I knew every post that came on there. Yeah. I, I learned a lot. The, oh my God. They got, oh. a, lot, a lot about finishing. Yep. A lot. The, I mean, they got architectural millwork forum. They got a cabinet installation forum, a cabinet yeah. building forum, furniture building. I followed all those forums for a long time. But the yeah. thing I like about it, and I tell everybody, you don't have to be a pro to go on there. Their archive is phenomenal. Right. Type in it a is. question, yeah. and there'll be 20, 30 threads on it. That's amazing. Yes. 
And like you said, you say the wrong thing, you're going down. Oh, <laughs> my God. They, oh, my God. And they pull no punches, baby. They don't care. They, they don't, don't care. care. <laughs> I think that and they hound them hard. It's funny. Yes, they do. It's good entertainment. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> cool. Ooh. Well, I think that's how we all stand on borrowing tools then. <laughs> Everybody, uh, don't ask Ronnie to borrow tools because he's going <laughs> to tell you no. Hey, I didn't say no. I actually said there's exceptions to that. But I have found it's best for all parties when you generally say no. It yep. really is. And and you can use insurance as a reason if you're a full-timer. If not, you can say, I, I love the one of saying, like, if it's a rake, dude, you just need to go buy a rake. You're going to always need one. You're, yep. And I'm not going to be home one day and you're going to want a rake. You need to go buy a rake or a yep. hammer. That kind of thing. I always just tell them that. Trailer. I even do it with a trailer. When somebody says, you buy your trailer. I'm like, you're going to be carrying that tractor. You probably should go buy a trailer. And they never ask it. Usually that's enough. They'll, they, they get the hint and you're not really coming across as bad. You just, you've got to protect your stuff. God, you're so mean. Ah, That's what Kelly said. She's like, you're going to come across as mean if you tell them how you feel. No. But you know what? I've just learned from all the things that Sedge said, it's all happened to me. And you know what? Some of it's going to happen to you, I bet, Mr. Jason. And then you're going to change your mind. You're not going to be throwing Contouros at your garage door. (laughs) To Sedge, I will. Jason, uh, yeah. <laughs> Jason, can I borrow a five by thirty domino? I want to put it in a, a cabinet. Yeah, sure. Can I use Can I use your saw blades? Mine are getting dull. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did I uh, have borrow one of those Michelob Ultras? <laughs> no, that absolutely not. We're not talking about borrowing beer, right? We were talking about borrowing tools. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Too well, cool. do we, any of you guys have any? Uh, I've got a few minutes left here. Do any of you guys have uh, any hateful comments? I do actually have some. All right. Well, real quick, let's get our good friend Hans to give us the introduction. Go ahead, Hans. Looks like I've stepped in in dog shizer. Oh, oh, wait, no. It's just a recent video from Jason Bent. It's time to get bent. All right, Ronnie, you go first. Let's hear what you, uh, let's hear what you got. Let's see what you're working with today. Okay. So one of them, the guy said, I wrote it down on paper was I right before I had a screenshot and no one tried to find the screenshot. It says, it says this guy hyphen quote. It says, I just bought a new $5,000 saw and want to show it off. (laughs) 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 Not even what it is for shaking my head. (laughs) Oh my God. I I, I found that one funny. Um, This one's funny too. Um, on the coping, the coping one brings the haters out. I love it. Oh. Every time I post a coping one, people get so upset. Let me throw this in here. Okay. I will never understand why people cope when they make a thing called a protractor. <laughs> oh my God. No, I love it when someone's dropping wisdom that doesn't make sense. Oh yeah. And there was somebody commented already on it. They were like, are you sure you mean a protractor? Because you cannot use a protractor. It, it's it's funny. I just let that one go. Um, and then I don't know why, but somebody said he probably uses the salt to peel potatoes. I don't know where. Oh, I, I got know. one. I got I one. Know. I just pulled. I just pulled one up, but I had to scratch my head about five times to understand it. You get any more, Ronnie? Uh, those those are my ones that stuck out. I've been screenshotting as I see them. I'll try to keep doing that. <laughs> Okay, can I read mine? Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Um, it was about my cabinet scraper video yesterday, uh, the AccuBur. 
I bought myself an electric cabinet scraper and it's got replaceable blades. So I never have to sharpen. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so hang on a second. There's another person. I, I put my response was interesting. Hmm. So somebody else <laughs> wrote, wow, I have the same one, except I got the top of the line one. It does all the scraping automatically. You set it and forget it. Man, I need we need to invest in these companies. Oh, Blades know, right? that never go dull. And these are amazing <laughs> tools. <laughs> Replacement burrs on a cabinet scraper. Oh. That you just buy a burr cartridge. You buy them at the same place they sell the razors. That's yeah. it. You got a pack. It's a burr cartridge. Dave's burrs. Dollar burr sh shave club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <dollar. laughs> oh, oh man. I scratched my head for a, like four or five minutes and I went, how the hell do I answer that one? <laughs> Those are hard ones. Yeah. All right. I've, I've got some, I've got some good ones for the video. I just released the other day. Um, on the, your cabinets are too complicated. So the first few I'm going to read are from that. This first person says with such a wall, with such a wall with festival, everything is easy. And then he puts some crying emoji on it. Um, <laughs> hold on. What was the, the tools? Other one? Their tools practically run themselves. Yeah. Here's, here's <laughs> the next one. Same video. They're worth next, every penny. These next two are good. I think you should remake this video with a $2,000 shop instead of a $20,000 shop. Show us measuring the cabinet sizes, then marking the cuts without CAD software. I guess I was using CAD software, uh, a cut list optimizer to lay out my cuts. I guess that's that's cheating. Um, the, saw, the saw has a laser that just shoots out there and shows you where to cut. <laughs> yeah. I also love it. It's a $2,000 shop instead of a $20,000 shop. I wanted to write back. It's more like seventy five, eighty thousand 80000 to be honest. Yeah. With you're it. like, you're a little off there. Yeah. This guy says, same video. This guy says, a British guy called the London Craftsman has also covered this topic. Not a festool in sight. He uses biscuits to align and screws to secure. About 20K cheaper, unless some nice person gives it to you. Uh, define gives it. Yeah. Gives it. Oh, it everybody, to me. everybody just, everybody just assumes, yeah, all my tools are free. Um, hold on. There was a couple more good ones. I've gotten a lot of comments on that, that video, mostly good, but this person says this is actually on a different uh video this is on my 12 tools i'll never regret buying all this person wrote is all marketing yeah yeah you're right i hope you bought something with my <laughs> with my code. uh affiliate links thanks appreciate it um yeah damn i can't find the other one that i wanted to, to oh here we go this is it this is the last one so i did the castle 110 pocket old machine video like a long long time ago Mm -hmm. and I've been going through and like changing titles and thumbnails and stuff. And, you know, I've had a couple of videos that picked up a little bit and then they kind of went back down, picked up a little bit and went back down. Well, this video for some reason has, has actually started to gain some traction because I changed the title that says Craig may go out of business after this. 
Oh, and like changed the picture to a bunch of the the holes cut next to each other side by side. So I've been getting a lot of comments on this video lately. And this person, Craig, Craig Lover's mad. Are you making Craig Lover's mad? Yeah, this person <laughs> says, "Damn, you must be getting paid nicely to promote the hell out of Castle. I'm not spending over six hundred bucks for that jig." Like, okay, I'm not getting paid anything by Castle, but thanks. But. <laughs> Anyways, that's uh, those are my comments for the evening. You had some good ones. That that video is doing pretty damn good. So, getting a lot of positive stuff. But of course, you got the trolls that come out too. You gotta, hey, it, it's not good unless the trolls come out. That's when you yep. know it's a good video. Man, I just I can't wait to see that electric cabinet scraper. I didn't. I had no idea. Well, it yeah. never needs sharpening. That's what's so awesome about it. I know. I was going to look. I was going to look into your tool, but once I found out they had one that the blade never mm. seems to be sharp. Why would I buy your stuff? Telling you, yeah, telling you, man. Well, well, boys, I, I've got to uh, get upstairs to Mister Leo. Okay, go lay down with the I've boy. Gotta, but I've got to take Cameron out to dinner because Mom's not home and she's our executive chef. So mm. all I do is take him to restaurants. I gotta, nice. I gotta go play with my new sustainer saw. Oh, nice. <laughs> Nice. I can't wait to show you guys at the uh, JLC. Oh, JLC's right around the corner. That's yes, right. Yes, it is. Next week. Woo. Next week, we will be there. Next week. I'm going to be demonstrating the um, the Festool battery charger, the phone charger. Oh, yeah. It's a it's good thing for you to demonstrate. There's a lot, there's a lot to it. People a lot of moving really pieces. Yeah. There's like one or yeah, two buttons it's a, on it. It's an hour-long demo. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, you can use the USB, yeah, and the USB-C. Yeah, that's part of it. You're I'm already half lost. My content took half I'm my content already, just like that. Yeah, I'm already lost. <laughs> Any yeah. questions? And it's self recharging. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it never never needs charging. No, yeah. it, it it charges with the in the ionosphere. Yep. That's it. The the it's new the technology turn of the, from the turn of the Earth. The turn of the Earth keeps it charged. Yes. The yeah. the magnetic flux capacitor. Awesome. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening to episode seventy eight. We're we're going off the rails here. Uh, let's we'll go on and do seventy nine. Let's go and do seventy nine right now. Okay, no, we'll, let's we'll do we'll it. See you all next week for we episode seventy nine, which will be a patron topic. Hopefully, if we can get a patron to actually give us a topic, that's what we will do. So, thank you for listening as always, and we will see you next time. Later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.